bucket. Let us pray. Let us pray. Lift up your right hand. If you have finished giving your offering, you can lift it up. Thank him for tonight. Ask him to speak to you. Anytime I'm listening to a message, this is always my prayer. Lord, speak to me. There is always something that the Lord will say to you when you are listening to a message. Sometimes, if it's 30 minutes, just two minutes of a statement or something is what will jump at you. And that will be what God wants you to hear for the difference that you need to be made in your life. So tonight, ask him to speak to you. For he does that. He speaks to us all the time. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit. Lord, we love you. We thank you for tonight. Bless us. Keep us, Lord, and fill us with your word. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Be seated, everybody. Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 1. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 1. Abigail, move forward. I don't know why you like the back like that. Right, Pastor Thomas, sit by Reverend Abed. Okay. Right, Matthew, why are you at the back? Why? You are doing what? what? You have no excuse, come forward. Whatever you are doing, if you have to do it and you have to go to the back, you can still do it. Beautiful. Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse 1. Are you here with me? Thou therefore, my son. Hey, you are now looking for the scripture. Okay. Wonderful. I'm still preaching on the subject. Strive lawfully for a mega church. Thou therefore, my son. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore, verse 3, endure hardness as a good soldier of Christ. Now, you see, when you are a son and you commit yourself to do the things that you have been taught to do, if you don't become heart strong, you see, the, the first thing Paul said to Timothy was be strong in the grace because what you have to do, if you don't have strength, you can't do it. You know, everybody here has a vision. There's something you want to do. Even fools have plans. If you're not a fool, it means your plans are bigger. Now, those plans, if you will be honest with me and to yourself, God is not inside. God's work is not inside. If you are honest, 
you realize that becoming a pastor ain't one of them. Eh? Closing work on the weekday and coming to church in the evening ain't one of them. Oh, you don't agree with me. Me, I know where I'm coming from. I used to be like that. Yeah. I go to church, but I don't see myself becoming a pastor. I didn't see myself even... I mean, when they say serving God, what, what does it mean to serve God? Eh? Ain't got no time. When pastor is preaching and... I mean, they're preaching, no matter how powerful it is, you don't even... It's like the time, the time, the time, the time, the time. Because, you see, the fallen man, which we all are, we look unto ourselves. If, if you woke up this morning, I am telling you, your prayer topic was not, Lord, anoint me to go out there and witness to somebody or speak to somebody to be converted. Anoint me, Lord, to be able to cast out a demon. Anoint me, Lord, to be able to see evil and walk away from it. Charlie. That boss who has been worrying you, you prayed about him. You have been there for a long time. No salary increase. You have prayed about it. No promotion. You have prayed about it. You are going to write exams. I mean, give us this day our daily bread. So our prayer topics are our, about our needs. Do you understand? So you realize that the natural man does not, out of his way, respond to the things of God. That's why he said, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Because, you see, grace is by grace you are saved. Grace gave you salvation. But many of us, even though we have been saved by grace, we are not strong in the grace. So, we don't do things that represent the grace that God has given us. We are not grateful. Our salvation is like some Sunday uh, suitcase that you take and you come to church for 30 minutes and when you finish I've given to the Lord what is the Lord therefore let's give to Caesar what is Caesar what is Caesar's yeah so you are not strong to be strong in the graces that you are always mindful of what is important to God but that's not how we are uh, uh, uh. that's not how you are. how many of you even pray for an anointing to understand scripture to teach somebody Eh? Is that your prayer topic? Eh? Yeah. Even sometimes, some of you don't pray for the spirit of understanding so that you can understand scriptures. Yeah, me, these are my prayer topics. I want to read scripture and understand. Sometimes I can read one scripture. Hey! God has spoken to me. Yeah. So, we have grace, but we are not strong in the grace. And because we are not strong, the things that we hear amongst many witnesses, we are unable to commit the same to faithful men. And you, you see, we come across faithful men all the time. We come across people who desire to serve God. Even you, you desire to serve God. There is something in many of us that, that responds to God, you see. But it's like you just 
no, let me package this thing. There's a time for it. God, he knows that we will serve him. But for now, let me concentrate on my school. Let me concentrate on my job. Let me concentrate on my career. Let me concentrate on what? My travel. I mean, endless lists. That's why many Christians don't come to church weekdays. Because the excuse is we are tired. I'm not strong in the grace. And when you begin to hear what God is teaching us, and you begin to apply them and to teach other people, you realize that you need hardness. Hardness. Yeah. Because, you see, many people go to church, they call themselves Christians. But it is almost as if, you see, when, you, when your whole life, everything you are thinking about is God, about church, it's like you are an extreme person. That's why many people find Bishop that odd. Even some pastors. I'm telling you. Yeah. I mean, look, I listen to people who preach. But sometimes eh, when I listen to some messages, they are powerful. But I don't connect. I don't connect. I cannot flow with a message that consistently, continuously, you know, teaches or aligns my mind to, 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 to dominion on earth with material possession, prosperity, you know, that kind of thing. Because that was the mind I used to have when I was not saved. And if I have been saved and now I come into the Lord and it's like, wow, hey, hey, okay, that's what God wants for us. Okay, thank you, Lord. So that's it. Everything that you are doing is to prosper. You and the unsaved person, there is no difference. Is that why um, the, uh, uh, the, the, the mind of a soldier, a soldier is your brother. Soldiers are your brothers. Eh? Your schoolmates. Eh? How many of you have uh, schoolmates who are soldiers? Yeah. But you'll be surprised that the, the way they think is different from you. <laughs> yeah. The, the toughness even, even, you see, many, I know somebody who desired to be a soldier and went to military academy to be trained, to be trained as a soldier, as an officer of the army. Within, I think the training was, I've forgotten the period. I have to refresh myself. Six months, eh? Charlie, the guy after three months, two months, he said, mm, I know go fit. <laughs> The early morning waking up, the jogging, the drills. Hey! Hey! Carrying sacks to climb hills. Hey! Say no. I mean, it's like some construction worker who is working on some skyscraper who is carrying blocks from ground floor to 15th floor. I, I can't handle it. Somebody who has finished school has a degree. And he was looking forward to being an officer. But you see, the training, even to be an officer, doctor, or whatever profession you have, you go through the drills. 
Yeah. And many people come past that. Yeah, it's not easy. Because some of you, even when they say go and join a group, uh, maybe your area, there are some people who, many years ago, we used to joke in our area, we're a group of people. When we wake up, we move around and we blow whistle. We had a guy. So those who know that we are going, when you hear the whistle, you got to join. And, and you see, for some of us, we have been doing it over, I used to jog 10 kilometers two days a week. So I was very fit. So when we do the group jogging, I am never tired. I enjoy it. But some people, yeah, 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 yeah. They are always left behind. Yeah. It's not easy for some people. I mean, just come on jogging. It's not that you are lifting weight or anything. Just jog for maybe five kilometers. Do you know five kilometers? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's not easy. So you realize that sometimes when things are hard, some people can handle it. And Christianity is a hard course. When you go to school, every course that people do, people run away from it. People go to law school and they run. People go to medical school and they run. Is that also doctors? Eh? (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Mechanics. Even uh, uh, I know somebody who said, I want to go and learn how to sew. Oh, nice. They pay, they bought a, a sewing machine, electric sewing machine. Yeah, electric. I mean, people are used to this uh, hand singer machine, but this one, it was an electric brother, sing, uh, uh, electric sewing machine. Bought things for her, started within three months. Won't you go? Won't you go? She has stopped. <laughs> yeah. Because some people, it's like anything that will stretch them becomes a problem. Yeah. That's why some of you, eh, even to read a book and finish, some of you have been giving books. I used to like reading, I mean, I still like reading books. And the books that I used to read, Robert Ladlam, Jeffrey Archer, Daniel Steele, Sidney Sheldon, I mean, fat books. You've read some before, haven't you? Yeah. With no pictures. <laughs> yeah. I remember that sometimes there are some friends when they collect their book. When, when I collect somebody's book, I make sure that I read it as fast as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've read one Jeffrey Archer novel over night. It's like I read it from evening by morning and I finished the book. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it, it... But some people, one book. Hey. One book, one year. <laughs> and by one year, they have not finished five chapters. As, as a boy, you give them books, you won't find the book again. Because even where they put it, they've forgotten. <laughs> you see, there are habits, things that some people find it easy, others struggle. Because everybody has a certain grace. So when you are not strong in the grace which is in Christ Jesus. I'm telling you, you see that you have been in church for a long time. That's why some of you, to come to church even is a problem. To be consistent. There are people you will visit them. You will call them. Hey! Me, when I gave my life to Christ, nobody followed me up to church. Yeah. From day one. Yeah. 
Nobody. I was always around. Because I, there, was, there was something that had been stirred up in me. So I became like a soldier. It's like you without fail. But you see, the laziness. You know soldiers, how they call us? They call us bloody civilians. <laughs> yeah, bloody civilians. Like you are lazy. It is because it is to signify the laziness that civilians and the lack of discipline that civilians have. But you see, we are very proud. Yeah, well, we are very proud. So it's not it's not for it's, there's there's a good reason why after Paul said to Timothy, you see what you are hearing is you, you you have been saved by grace, but be strong in that grace which is in Christ Jesus because he endured to the end. Why did he not give up? What he went through was not easy. When he was on the cross, he was suffering. Charlie, do you think he also didn't want to marry? Did he, he didn't see beautiful girls? He was a man. Huh? Yeah, he was, he was flesh and blood. When he fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The way you get hungry. He cried and Jesus wept. That's the scriptures. Many people know what scripture do. And Jesus wept. <laughs> yeah. There was, there was, he, he, there was, I mean, he was a human being just like all of us. But he also had the mind to fight. A soldier is a trained fighter. And you don't give up. Don't give up. So he says that thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of some of you, your hardness is tied to your place of work. Your discipline is tied to your place of work. Some women, their discipline is tied to their husband. They will wait for the man to come late, sit by him, serve him, chat with him, you know, prepare some warm water or whatever, give him anything, you know, and then massage him. I mean, and they, oh, Charlie, Abigail, your husband is giving us tips. Yeah. Watermelon and things, fruits. Yeah. Yeah. Eat this, it's good for you. Eat the vegetables. Sometimes we are forced to eat vegetables, even when we don't like them. <laughs> they say, you, you should eat greens. Hey. <laughs> it's good for you. A lot of them. Hey. They are watching you to eat it. Say, hey. Share. You got to eat it. <laughs> yeah. But you see, it's like, you are able to endure a lot of things just to make sure that that person who matters to you is all right. Your hardness is to make sure that your boss never gets offended in you. You don't joke with your work. There are people who don't joke with their work, but you see, they despise God. One day I visited somebody. Who goes to work Monday to Saturday every morning without fail? Sunday has not been to church like three months. That's the time she rests. <laughs> hey! Yeah. 
Yeah. You see, this person has received grace oh, and is saved. But it's not strong in the grace which is in Christ, which made Christ, who was a, 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 a son to Mary and Joseph by default, concentrate more on what was important to God, his father, that at the age of 12, he found it more important to be found in the synagogue than to be following them for family meetings. Yeah. Yeah. Because Mary and Joseph, when they were moving around, traveling around, where were they going to? Moving from family to family. Huh? <laughs> yeah. But it's like for three days, they couldn't find him. Because when family is around, you are excited. So when your child is not around, you assume that he is with one of those people out there somewhere. But when they realize that, no, we, we can't find this boy. They heard that the guy, your son, he is in the synagogue. The 12-year-old boy is doctors and describes in questions and confounding them with his understanding. Then when he, they, they came to find him, they, they said, well, why have you put us in such an awkward position? Then he, he also asked them, don't you know that I must be about my father's business? I am a soldier. What, in, what is of concern to me is what my father has asked me to do. But the Bible says they didn't understand it. But uh, we have found you. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Anybody here who doesn't have in his heart or her heart a place of strength and commitment to the things of God, please, you are a bloody civilian. <laughs> Christians like, I am a soldier in the army of the Lord. I'm a soldier. Then we are dancing. And if a soldier, if a soldier falls down, then you say, hey, in the army, he will rise again. Then the only reason why you say, you, then you remember when you did some sin, it's like, oh, you will rise again. Then it's like, Charlie. Hey. But that, that, you see, those instructions, they are not songs, so. That you sing and after you leave the church, you have forgotten that your mind must work in a certain way. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier. Verse 4. No man, no woman, no brother, no sister that warreth. You see, when your mind is somebody who is hard and in a fight, there are some things eh, you don't entangle yourself in them. In the, with the affairs of this life, as for you in the church, the only thing that you think about is husband, wife, kai, children, money, work. You are bored because some guy proposed to you, he, he has left you, and he has gone to see another sister in the church. And you don't understand. When you, your friends tell you that you are more beautiful than this girl. And this guy has gone left you and gone to uh, uh, that brother. And you are depressed. There are many people, especially sisters, they, they, they get depressed when guys leave them in the church. 
Yeah. And the guy is still in the church. <laughs> yeah. You are entangling yourself in the affairs of this life. You see, ask, look, all the women, including my wife, please, ask all those who are married whether marriage itself is the best thing that happened to you. You see that we are problems, so as we are walking here. <laughs> <laughs> when you see, say, I want a man like a pastor. Go and ask my wife. If God, if 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 they say she should choose, who 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 she, she will think twice. There are things that we allow to depress and to consume us. Your work, your work, your work. You are looking for money that you can't even wake up and pray. You see, when I visit people, uh, do you pray? When you wake up, do you pray? Christians, you see that many Christians don't have any relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Nothing, no. Sister, you have come to stand here to sing. We, we, there was a praise and worship leader that I had known for some time. And the guy, when you, you see that some, when they lead praise and worship, eh, you can feel that there's something around. And, 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 and I mean, I like people who lead praise and worship because it's something I don't know how to do. And I like it. It brings a certain presence. Don't joke with it. There are people who are, who are anointed. You see that this person has a gift. Oh, they can command the presence. This brother married. Then, as he was in the church, leading praise and worship, the pastor saw the gift, you know, also gave him the opportunity to come, and he was operating and as, a, as a prophet. You know, it's like, Charlie, he has a gift of seeing things. When he's leading worship, the things he can say. So, I mean, oh, man. It's a very nice thing. And many women fall, fall for such people. They like it. They are attracted to it. But their wife couldn't handle the man. She said, she said, I have never seen my husband read the Bible. Yeah. 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 She said, I went to a bookshop and I bought different uh, study Bibles as a gift for him. Spent a lot of money. He has never read them. He doesn't study. His pastor used to tell him that he has to develop his ability to use scripture. And the only thing was for him to study, but he doesn't have time. He said, I've never seen my husband waking up to pray. To study the word. And the guy can stand in the church. Hey. Hearing your presence. Then you see that, oh, then the musicians and the instrumentals. No, I mean, there are some atmospheres. There's feeling inside you. 
But no. Let's be careful. And you see, when you see somebody like that, that person can never be directed by God. Because the scripture, you see, what Paul said, never forget, he says, the things that thou hast heard uh, of me amongst many witnesses. It's like when preaching is going on, what happens to you? The things you hear, commit same, commit thou same to faithful men. Who be able to also teach others? So, so the the only sign that you are a son who endures hard things and fights and stands and takes a, a soldiers are defensive people. The, the mind of a soldier is to defend with his life the integrity of his work. His work is that if they say I should guard this country. There is no enemy who comes in that I will retreat. I will, I will fight with my blood. That's why when soldiers die, they honor them very well. If you go to military cemeteries, very nice. Even poor countries, their cemeteries are, soldiers' cemeteries are very nice. Green grass, every day they are watering them. You see them, every day they are watering. Yeah. But you don't, they don't have parks. They don't have any, there's something about them. There's honor. And you see, the mind of Christ is said that the people who take a stand for him, he has honor for them. They, they are different. They are special. Matthew chapter 8, verse 5. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum. I've been there before. Very nice. There came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at the home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. The guy is demon-possessed. Paralyzed, epileptic. And Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. And listen to what the soldier said. A centurion is a leader of a, a band of army, it's a battalion, it's a boss. The centurion answered and said, Lord. I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof. But speak the word only. Speak the word only. You see, the way to strive for something great in your life is to desire the word. This centurion was expecting something from the Lord. And the Lord made a promise, I will come to your house and heal him. Because many people, many healings happened when Jesus came and touched and came and rebuked. So there was like a physical contact. You, there was nothing like anybody standing somewhere or going to Jesus say, Jesus, pray for my mother in the house. Do, do you understand? They, they, they believe that his presence 
it's, it's like the first step to receiving and commanding the healing. But this centurion, this soldier, his mind was different from the bloody civilians. <laughs> Speak the word only. And my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority. Hey, I, I, I like this scripture, I tell you. Hmm. You see, when, listen to me. The only way for us to have a mind that, you see, I told you that strive means to put in an effort for something that you want in the right way. And, and me, I'm thinking about a church. You can also think about what you want. But if our, if our minds are together alike and we think that, look, let's also give ourselves to this work. And, and as we do that, there is a, a tangible benefit and blessing that to take place. Sometimes when you are praying for people, God is defending your house. Yeah. When you are offering yourself for other people, you will see that God is also offering you help. That's how it is. A mature mind always looks at doing things for people. Yeah, that's why doctors are special. Because all their training is not to, because sometimes the sicknesses that are in the world, they today have it. But their training is not to make sure that they don't fall sick. That's not why they are trained. Their training is to help you. Yeah, that's why there are a few. Pastors are like that. That's how God raises us. All the problems we see in your lives, we have them all. When we are counseling people and we, we, we hear your story, say, hey, Lord, hey, this one, someday my house, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you are rebuking children, you remember that, hey, you your children are like that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like everything that you see in people, you have it, but it is not that you're, you, you, you have just been raised up to only think about yourself and your family. That's not how God raises us. A soldier's mind is not that I have been given a gun, I have been trained to protect my father or to protect my brother. Or to protect my sister. I have been trained to protect somebody I don't know. But somebody who is the reason why I was chosen among a thousand people. And given a gun. Armed to make sure that that person has peace. And when that person that I don't know has peace. I have my peace. That's a Christian's mind. And the things that make you strong. Are the, the things that you see. What you hear. How it affects you. Look at, look at this soldier. Please go back to the uh, scripture in Matthew chapter 8. Yes. Verse 8 again. I like that one. He said to Jesus, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. You see, 
the mind that even like bishop doesn't come here he, he what is he coming to do here if he comes here really, all many of you, you you can't even work under him yeah you cannot but if your mind is that what he says from afar can help me you see that immediately you have positioned yourself to hear something that will uplift you out of a situation you've positioned yourself to do something for your problems that's like many of you eh, the things that you have been struggling with for many years they have not gone because you don't desire something it says speak the word only that's all what have you not heard When we were watching, uh, was it last week that we were watching the, uh, yeah, maintenance of the AIM conference? And he was talking about evangelism. I mean, you see that he's talking to us. I want him to come and stand here. It is enough for him to be there. If, If he comes here, it will be too much. That has affected many people. Transformed lives. Raised churches. Changed people who serve God. That power from afar, wherever it is, when you hear it, you can change. I was in the church like you. He never knew me for many years. But I listened to him intelligently and more deeper than people who were maybe even closer to him. I used to follow Bishop Intefo. I, I, I received him as a father and an authority in my life. And it gave me control over the church that I was handling. He used to say to his pastors who were, close, uh, who were in, with him in his church, Eddie is closer to me than all of you. Yeah. I knew wherever he's going, I knew, and I'm there. Because I believed in him. I, I listened to anytime he preaches Sunday, immediately after service, I have the tip. I will get I, I will listen to it. I used to when he when he preaches a topic, I will listen so 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 and I will preach it. I realized that I was afraid of the church. I was afraid of people in the church because I was a shepherd with them and they were all somewhere. When my pastor was leaving, he warned me about some people. <laughs> and they manifested I'm telling you yeah anything that you are hearing Charlie that's your key do you have a mind of a soldier Christiana eh do you Abigail or it's only Moses that you want him to be happy. Giving him watermelon. <laughs> he has brought himself. <laughs> Speak the word only. And my servant shall be healed. Not verse 9. 
This is how your mind should work if you want to endure hardness as a soldier. Number one, you must understand that you are an authority. For I am a man under authority. What does it mean that you are under authority? It means that a lot of things have been committed to you. Or you are so irresponsible that God has not given you any assignment? Do you think that as you are sitting in the church, you have been a Christian for years, God is so afraid of you that as for you, he doesn't want you to do anything. Is that the mind you have? Who here thinks that God has given you something to be responsible for? Lift up your hands. Some of you, your hands are down. Please, don't feel intimidated. I mean, if that's how you feel. Yeah. If, if you think that something has been given to you, how do you respond? For I am a man under authority. And this is the evidence. Having soldiers under me. There are people who are supposed to, 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 to be under you. Oh, as for you, nobody. Eh? Many years ago, when I was in the church, eh, I visit people. I started to teach. I, I, I felt responsible for them. Friends who had come to church. People I didn't know that came to church. I visit, I care, I make sure they come to church. Yeah. I was under authority. I knew that something has been given to me just to care for people. You see, if you don't have this mind, that is why you can wake up and you you don't feel like coming and you won't come. If you are going to work and you think you have nothing to do, do you, do you, are you motivated to go? Yeah. The reason why you are tired, but you are going. You are not well, but you are going. Even if you have to work half day, or go later in the day, or do something, or I mean, it's like you are going because you know that you are under authority. Something has been committed to you. So you want to be responsible for that thing. You hold yourself accountable. That's a mind. Of a disciplined person. A soldier is a disciplined person. So anything that is not has nothing to do with the work, you see it as a distraction and you fight it. If if you have if you have if you're under uh, employment and, and, and your company sells uh, watermelon, eh? You see, yeah. You will not you will not think about oranges from another place. Yours is this is what I'm doing. This is where my mind is. This is where you, 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 your strength and your energy goes. You think about how to do, sell it. Who to give to. What to do. I mean, it's like, that's, that's what I have. If somebody is bringing oranges, you put the person somewhere. Let me go and do my work first. A Christian must have a sense of responsibility. And a soldier has it. This centurion said, I am a man under authority. Look at us. I asked you a question, and that question, you should go home and go and pray about it. Don't you think that as you sit here, innocent, 
there is something God has committed to you. Our, you are not, as for you, you are not responsible for anything. God, has, God doesn't care about you, so he has not given you anything to be responsible for. Is that how you think? Is that how we think? Endure hardness as a good soldier of Christ. This is the mind you must have. There is something that has been given to me. I have to, I have to look after it well. You don't care. Many of you, you see, when your mind is not like that, you don't feel that there is anything to defend. There's anything to fight for. That's why sometimes when you see people who have a job, and they lose their job. When you find out their, their output was below par, even attendance, commitment, a lot of things affected him before they were sacked. But all they think is, this man didn't like me. This man didn't like me. Your, your only mind is that somebody is putting impediments in your way. Somebody doesn't like you. That's why you're not productive. No. If even somebody doesn't like you, if you commit yourself to what you have been given to do, you will excel and that will give you your place and your authority. Do you think we came to church to be liked by people? I've been in a church where they gossip about me. When I'm coming to church, then I get a headache. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to marry somebody. It didn't work. And I broke the relationship, and the two of us were in the church. And the people in the church, oh, when I started hearing the things, I said, hey, is that how it is? <laughs> Anytime I'm coming to church, I get headache. But you see, I developed a certain mind. God has given me something to do in this church. And nobody, their mouth, their gossip, will stop me. Because when you wake up, you just don't want to go to church. I've also been there. Because you see, the, 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 the painful thing is that they will laugh with you. You know what they are saying. Oh, how are you? Oh. Sometimes somebody's come to ask, oh, so what happened? Hmm. She's, the girl, she's difficult too. Meanwhile, when she goes, she goes to say something different. And you feel like sorting people out. <laughs> Talking by heart, facing them. I said, No. Let me focus on this. Let me focus on my work. And that time, I was not a pastor. Because I concentrated on the, on the work, I rose up. The pastor appointed me his assistant. Then I became a pastor. And when he was leaving, he said, You should pastor the church. Hey! So I became a pastor of all these gossips. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was afraid. Say, hey. But you see, I gave myself to somebody who had authority, submitted to him. That's also a mind you must have. You see, there are two things. When you say you are under authority, it means something has been committed to you. Then the other thing is that you also answer to somebody. And you see, when you, when you have a boss and you recognize your boss, any problem when you go to that boss, because your failure is the boss's failure. Any good boss knows that if I have a subordinate who fails in something, 
That failure is my responsibility because there are some meetings eh, subordinates don't go. When we have some meetings, Reverend Abed doesn't come. When I'm being faced, I can't, I can't mention his name. If he has done something that didn't help me, I can't mention his name. I will accept everything like that. Yeah. Because I am a man under authority. And if I get, eh, this is my assistant that I have, he's not helpful there. It, it means I don't have to be here. So that sense of responsibility puts in you a certain discipline. Your eyes on everything. You are concerned. Your heart is after the thing. Because you don't want it to fail. You don't want your people to fail. You are pushing them. You are encouraging them. You are speaking to them so that you will achieve your aims and your goals. Some of you, you don't have that sense. That's why you don't care about anything. You don't want anything to be given to you. There are boys here. When you Ashes, a church that doesn't have, you see, the ashes, I've never seen ashes who are lazy. I mean, ashes. It's like the understanding of ashen work. Meetings that we have had, counseling, training, encouragement. The understanding of the work is come and stand here and take offerings. But there is set up. What to wear? You send messages, they won't respond. I mean, you, you can't, it's like, ah. Is that, because you, then I look at myself, I say, ah, me, I never gave my pastor's problems like that too. Because I was the first usher. I, am, I went to the pastor and said, I want to be an usher. And I had another friend, then we became ushers, and we, we never quarreled. We were always doing the work, I'm telling you. And I was not an unemployed person. I was employed, I was working. Yet I was so committed. I have never been unemployed since I joined the church. And you see people who are unemployed. Your laziness. You can't sacrifice your unemployment to work. That's why the day you get a small job, we, we can't hear of you. Yeah. We can't hear of you. You don't have any sense of responsibility. Any, any Christian who doesn't have any sense of responsibility is bound to fail. That's why sucking you is convenient. Because you are standing there as a stumbling block. We can't call you for meetings. We don't know where you are. You can disappear and just arrive. Asha. You can't endure anything. But some of you, that's not how you are at your workplace. That the sense of irresponsibility in the church is so high for many of us. It's some way. You see, there's an attitude. Some people don't feel, there are people who are employed. You fight and argue with your bosses. When they tell you you are late, you are bored that your boss is telling you that you are late. So sometimes some of the bosses won't even say anything for the sake of peace. But what it is is that that thing, that attitude, it will make you poor. It will make you unproductive. You can't be fruitful with such lack of discipline. And it's a culture. It is something that is so embedded in us. Do you understand? And if we don't see things differently, you will see that we can't progress. Even in school, some of you, the way you go to school, sometimes when I see students, 8.30, the way the person is walking to say, hey. Hey. Student, 8.30, he has bought his bread, he's eating on the road. Yeah. <laughs> so you see that, there are things that you grow with. The lack of discipline, you grow with it. 
So sometimes when you come to the church, you, you, you find it strange. It's like, we, we are too much. We are overbearing. Yeah. I mean, a soldier's life is hard though. It's not about laziness. Even footballers. I grew up, I used to play football. I've told you several times. I knew people who were very talented, but they, you, you didn't you won't hear their name. Me, my father didn't allow me to become a footballer. He said, go to school. I, I'm happy. I don't have regrets. But there were people that I knew, do you understand, who were very talented. But one of the reasons why you never heard of them was because they lacked discipline. Come for training. They will not. If training is two hours in the morning, they won't come. Like to chill. You understand? It's like, so you see that they can't conform. And it's difficult because you see, you, you have to have a certain sense of commitment to something. That's the soldier's mind. I am committed to this thing. This is my work. And it means if everybody is waking up this time, I'm also waking up this time. That's why boarding school is good for many of us as we're growing up. And when I went to boarding school, before I went to boarding school, we don't wake up at 5 a.m. to go to school because those times there was not much traffic in town. Do you understand? But boarding school, you wake up 5 a.m. And the rising bell, it's not that you are on campus. You don't take a car. <laughs> do you understand? And, and when we wake up 5 a.m., what do we do? We, everybody has work. Everybody has a place of work. Somebody is sweeping. Somebody is dusting. Somebody is scrubbing. Somebody is doing something, you know, apart from your own bathing and dressing of your bed. Then after that, we go for morning devotion. I think around 6 o'clock in the morning. Then from morning devotion, we go for first three periods before breakfast. <laughs> is that how it still is? Yeah. So you see that. You, that's why you, some of you don't have that trend. That's why when you wake up, you wake up at 8 o'clock. Number one. When you wake up at 8 o'clock, you leave the house 8.30. And when... No. What's sleeping? When you, when you step out, you are going, the first thing you are going to look for is bread. Breakfast. And you take your time and you eat the bread. You see, that's why some of you can't endure morning. It's like, hey. You don't want to change. Soldiers change. Anybody who joins the army, you will change. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go. And he goeth. And to another, come. And he cometh. And to my servant, do this. And he doeth, doeth it. Which means that the other mind is that you comply to instructions. A church that doesn't have people who have a mind of soldier's mind. It's like your mind doesn't work that way. You can't comply. You see, now, eh, many of you, when we post flow prayer meeting on our page, two people, thank, and sometimes some people respond at 11 a.m. Thank you, Bishop. <laughs> it's, like, it's like when they woke up and they saw their thing, oh, I should thank Bishop. <laughs> yeah. 
You can't, you can't wake up at 4 o'clock. It's like everybody should wake up at 4 and pray. You see, I, I learned to do these things on my own. So I like it when they say we should do it. It's very easy for me. Look, sometimes I can, you can, ask, but I can sleep at 1 o'clock and I'll wake up. It's not easy, I tell you. But you got to wake up. Ah. There, are, there are one or two times that I couldn't wake up. So what, I would just join later. But I, I, I never miss it. Do you know why? Because the thing is there. I can start from where they started. And that's what I, I do. I don't miss it. How come many of us don't comply? Eh? Comply! You cannot be told to do anything. It's a problem. You see, I've seen people eh, who remain poor for many years. I'm telling you, I, I, I pray that they will change. I'm not guessing. It is because they don't submit. They don't submit. You are comfortable with a certain substandard relationship with God and commitment and it's very convenient for you. And when you are being encouraged to do the right thing, it's a very difficult thing. It's like immediately we say, See, some people when you are telling, oh, yes, true. Yes, they will agree to everything but do nothing. In, in the army, there's something called obey before complain. If you don't understand an instruction, you don't ask why. Obey it. When you obey it and there's a problem, you are covered. That's why in USA, the soldiers who go to war and kill under instructions, nobody can be brought before war crimes. <laughs> because they obeyed instructions. Let's move to this field. They say, locate and annihilate. It's like locate and clear. When they obey the instruction, you see, you, you are a soldier, you, you is, ah, but there are children there, what have they done? <laughs> eh? I'm remembering my children in the household. Eh? You are not coming to analyze the instruction. Eh? God says, thou shalt not kill. Do you, do, you, do, you know, do you know one of the first, so, apart from Moses was a militant person, but Joshua, he rose up and fought more. And you see, the instructions that God gave to Joshua, Moses didn't even get it. God told Joshua, go and kill every child, every suckling uh, uh, babe, mad, it's like, and the guy obeyed. From the person who says, thou shalt not kill. Yeah. Today we call our children Joshua. Yeah. He fought. And the sun stood still. So that he would win his battle. Why do you want to question everything? Even when they say some of you should fast, eh? Hey, why are we fasting? But we fasted last month. Obey. 
You don't want to obey anything. You see, there are people that I, I say, even sometimes I, when I tell people, join the choir. When my pastor said to me that, Charlie, we have to form a choir. I said, it's a good idea. I didn't think he was thinking about me. <laughs> Then he said that, start it. Hey. I mean, what is the meaning of start a choir? <laughs> so I said, we can start. Then I knew people, I mean, the guys who lead worship, that some ladies said, Charlie, we are starting a choir. Then he didn't say I should join, but I said I'm joining. I told him, he said, it's a good idea. I mean, me and my friend, that our voices were not good, we were inside. Yeah. Oh, it's like, start a choir. Eh, why should we start a choir? But the church is very small. We don't have instruments. We don't have drums. We don't have bass guitar. We don't have this. We didn't have a lot of things. Because where we were, where we started the church, when we make small noise, then police come there. Yeah. We used to play some conga drums. Oh, drums, this conga, they came to seize it. Yeah. They came to seize it. They, they had reported as that we were making noise. And the uh, AMA and the EPA, Environment, Environmental Protection Agency, when they came, they said, I mean, the noise level is not bad. For the sake of the people who reported, we should, they want to take the drums away. <laughs> as evidence of having come. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they took the Congress away. Oh. Yeah. So then we are forming a choir. The choir doesn't have anything. But you see, we didn't ask questions. Some of you, even when they say steady and we don't have light. But when you don't have light, you, 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 watch, you can watch a film. Yeah. When you want to do something, you, can, you will do it. When something is in your heart, you don't give excuses. You overcome the excuses. Come to church. I don't have money. If you want to go and visit your friend and you don't have money, you will go. You see people who roam. One day I saw a brother at, I think I was with Pastor Moses. I saw the guy somewhere. I said, hey, you have not come to church. He said, oh, I've moved to some far. Some, I said, ah, it's not far. But look at where you are. <laughs> Look at where you are. You are saying you have, you have moved to a far away. No, it's a you are being lazy. Give me, call me. He had my number. So I said, because I remember that guy. From there, he had a problem. He wanted money. He harassed me. I had to meet him somewhere to make him happy. But now he said he has moved far away. He doesn't come to church. Then we moved somewhere. When we were coming, we saw him again. I said, look at this guy. <laughs> he has appeared at another far place. Yes. Very mobile. So you see that, you see, I, mean, I, mean, I know it. Excuses that you give, it is because what has to be done is not in your heart. Oh, why didn't you come to church? I didn't have transport. Please. There are many times you can go to, you are, you are going to work every day, you don't have transport, but you go. How you go, you know it. And to come to church one Sunday every week and you give God an excuse like that. No. 
you are disobedient. You can't comply. Because see, the scripture says that do not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. As the manner of some. Some people, that's how they are. Why can't you comply to simple instructions? And when you fail to follow God by following uh, uh, little instructions, which scripture is this? Brother, you are not hearing well. Hey, are you in the service? He has gone to Ezekiel. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Look at it. It is speaking to you. Have you not read this before? Or is it to somebody? You only read the Bible and the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You have put it on your door. But when he tells you that don't forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. Some people, that's how the attitude is. They don't like coming into the gatherings. They, don't, they are not consistent. They can't be told to join. They can't be told to come. Yeah. But exhorting one another. Don't be the only person who is coming. Encourage somebody. When we visit, what are we doing? Me, I'm always in church. When I come and visit you, I'm encouraging you. Charlie, Whatever problems you have, eh, you can come home. Sometimes, you see, when, when, when we are standing, you don't know what we have gone through. We have headaches. We have problems. We are unhappy. We have quarreled. Eh? And we are in church. You think every day that we are smiling. Eh? <laughs> it's all like that too. Yeah. My you dear. I, I visited someone who told me that my ear was itching me. I said, no. As for this one, I don't want to hear it again in my life. From anywhere. Why did you come to church? When I woke up, my ear was itching me. <laughs> yeah. A human being. How can we grow? How can we, how can we, you see, we are not fighting for something big. The church can't grow. It is not one person who, you see, if I'm here all the time, it, the church cannot be mega. If Every day, the two of us, we are here for 20 years. It can never be called a mega church. Our minds may be working well, but what about the others? See, that's, that's, that's what has made our churches different from many. It's like what Bishop teaches us. You see him around. You see, you see him there. You see that many people have that same mind. And what, what he tells us to do, we are doing it. That's what brings productivity. How many pastors lead prayer for long hours like he does during the uh, 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 pandemic? Eight hours prayer. It's a full day's work. Because your work is eight o'clock to five. Isn't it eight to five or nine to five, whichever. Nine to four. Yeah. That's eight hours. So prayer is work. The things that will help us grow. We don't want to conform. We don't want to comply. We can't call you to come for prayer meetings. We can't call you to come for service. We can't call you to give. We can't, it's like anything that God instructs us to do. As for you, minus you. Now, look, our time is gone. 
Go back to uh, Matthew chapter 8, verse 9. 9. A. For I am a man under authority. This guy, we should give him injection of. Having soldiers under me, and I say to this man, go, and he goeth. You see, the the soldier was telling Jesus something about his life. That made him know that Jesus, who is the head of all authority, all he has to do is issue a command. He doesn't have to be present. You see, the day you hear that bishop is coming here, you will go and bring your friend. Yeah. You, you will go and bring your friend. The place will be full. But you see, he's not here physically. Will you still obey? What you think represents something good must be repeated and you must remind yourself of standards. Don't make compromises. Don't take things for granted. I say to this man, go! And he goeth. You Who speaks to you? Which authority do you have? What has been committed to you? Don't you have friends? You see, I felt burdened for my friends when I became born again. And I thank God many of them who came to church stayed, later moved on, but some of them are still around. Found themselves in different places and still in church. It's a blessing. I never, you can ask anybody who knew me, every day that I'm going to church, my car is full. And any time I close, I'm going, my car is full. Even, even now that I'm a pastor, Charlie, if I'm going, who is going with me? It's like me and I go and sit in my car. Then seven people are standing there, my car is empty. I don't care about anybody. There are some people in the church, when they finish service, they have a car. Nobody will sit in the car. They won't give anybody lift. You have brought the car for dedication. Who are we dedicating the car to? Eh? Somebody has to beg you for lift. Hmm? When you are going, nothing even breaks your mind. You won't think, as you are coming with your car, you won't think that, oh, there are friends that some of you call and, and communicate with. If you have not heard the person from the person in a week, you check out the person. But in the church, no. So you see, there is something in you that represents strength, but it is being exercised in the wrong place. 
endurance, hardness. There are things you fight for. Some of you are committed to your friends, are committed to your workplaces. You can sit in the office. When somebody, your colleague has not come at 10 o'clock, you will call the person. Hey, what's happening to you? But you have been in church one month. You have not seen somebody. You don't care. Yeah. Oh, that one is not. It's only pastor. Eh? We are all supposed to have that mind, though. See, many years ago, Bishop Eddie said something to me. He called me and asked me about somebody. Because the person had called him and was telling him about a problem. But he didn't know the person that well. So he told the person to come and see him in the office. And then after he called me, he said, do you know this person? Then I started talking. Yeah, I know him. This, that, this, that. that." I said, wow. Because you know something? I was never waiting as his assistant for him to come and know the people. I know the people and I introduced him. And I had told the guy, build relationships. There are many people. It's like I I pastored a church for some years. When he came, everybody in the church, he, I made him visit. And I introduced everybody. It's like everybody comes under him. But I do the visits. I, 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 I follow up. I do things. Because you see, there are many things that he also has to do, but it has to be complemented by us. And I was not doing it alone. I had people who were doing it. And that's what makes the church beautiful. One person cannot do it. When you look at first love and Bishop is saying we are 5,000 in a service, 20,000 in a service, how many people can he know and visit? But other people with like mind are doing the same thing that is in his heart. But as for you, you are just waiting to marry. Waiting to get a job. And you see them when they get jobs. Oh, because of their job nowadays, I'm not, I'm not able to come. Because of their job, I even sleep at the workplace. I, I, <laughs> yeah. You get a job that you sleep at the place. Why? Huh? <laughs> yeah. There is something wrong that we must correct. If it doesn't change in us, you see, one day, one day, you will see that God is doing his work, but you are not part of it. That's why there are many people who were supposed to be here, but they are not here. And they feel that we don't like them. It's not that we don't like them. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care. And we can't continue following people who don't care. You have been around for 20 years. You want somebody to visit you. You want somebody to think about you. You don't care about anybody. You don't care. Then you, you, you have been sat from your household. You don't, you have lost your job. Eh, this church, they don't care about people. Please, if you are with, listen to me, if you are in a church for even 10 years and you love people and you care for people, one day when you have a problem, the people that you care for and love, they are the ones who will be the same people to be there for you. Sometimes people feel isolated because you have been here just doing nothing. So when you disappear, nobody even feels it. And many of you are like that. That's why when you don't come, nobody cares. You just come and sit down. Immediately we finish, you go. Yeah. So when you don't come, they don't, they don't see you. Yeah. Find yourself somewhere. 
Because we are a family. We belong together. When soldiers go to the war, every, every unit or every battalion, they know the number. If they go to a place and they are retreating, they have to count. They have to check. There's, they, they, every, every battalion has a leader. They, he has to account for everybody. If somebody is not found, they have to look for the body. If maybe the person is injured or something. Hey, when what saving private Ryan? You understand how, how it's like because you are with us in this battle, brother. When you have a problem, all of us with our training and with our fight, we will come and defend you. And even if you are dead, we will give you honor. That your body is important. You labored and you died not in vain. You see, sometimes eh, people will say the pastor is hard. He doesn't care about some people. No, there are some people you have to leave them because they are not fighting with you. And if you, if you follow them, you will die foolishly. Yeah. You die foolishly. They are, they are around. They don't care about anybody or anything. If you are doing something, they won't support. You see, the church has different things. There are some people, it's money they can give to support things. They can't go and visit. They can't do bar center. They can't do home sale. They can't do some things. But they can finance. You, you don't finance. You too, you, some people today can sing. They can be in the choir. When you ask them for thousand dollars, it will take two weeks of 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 shock for them to accept that you have even asked them for thousand dollars. You understand? Because they don't have it. They don't have it. But they are joyful in the choir. They, they are they are present. When they are not around, you feel them. Everybody has something. Everybody has something. It's not all soldiers don't go to the battlefront. They have doctors. They have accountants who are paying. They have cooks. They have people who service their cars. They have people who do all kinds of things. It's like we are all together. Everybody has something. But our mind is that we are fighting. We are building ourselves. We are there for each other. That's the beauty. If we understand things this way, Nobody will struggle with you. Don't let people struggle with you. Anybody that I have served has never struggled with me. By the grace of God. By the grace of God. Yeah. Because of the way my mind works. And the more you commit, the more authority you have over spiritual things. Yeah. Father, help us. Stand to your feet, everybody. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Overcome laziness overcome things that makes you feel very comfortable and are so convenient at the expense of hard things that will make you grow. 
choices in life. Every choice you make, you pay a price for. Sometimes you are so disciplined at work that you are promoted, you are honored, you are favored, you are uplifted, you get more money because they see your diligence. They see your fight. They see your resistance. They see how you flow, how you comply. They see all the attributes of a warrior in you. And you don't allow your family issues. You don't allow things that you go through to affect your output at work. You are an excellent example of a good worker. But you you don't have that with God. You don't have that with God. You have been given promotion, but it is as if in the church, nobody favors you. No, it is because you have opted to fight the way you fight for God at your workplace. Ha! Huh? Fighting to keep a marriage. But you're not fighting to keep the faith. I have fought the good fight. I have kept the faith. There's a price to pay for this faith. Because one day, it is this faith and the works of faith that will give testimony before the Lord. Blessed are they which die in the Lord for they rest from their labors and their works. Do follow them. What works? It's not your good wifely duties. It is not your good motherly duties. It is not your good uh, output at work. They are not the works of the Lord. Those are the works of the flesh. The works of the Lord are the things you did through faith. The things you endured through faith. That's your testimony. That's what is on your certificate. If you were in school and all the, all the girls like you as a brother. Brother, it is never put on your certificate anywhere that all the women liked you. It is a useless recommendation. That's how come many things that we entangle ourselves in, they are, they are distractions. Even when you go to school and you are the best footballer, best whatever, they don't give you any certificates that you can use to get a job. Say you are the best footballer, so get this certificate and go and look for a job in the bank. The bank is not a football field. Yeah, the bank is not headed by Moreno. They are looking for what you started. They are looking for what is valuable. They are looking for the mind that you have. The preparation that you have gone through. The understanding that you have. That's what qualifies you. And Christ has set a standard for us before him in the Lord. Let no man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life. Don't entangle yourself in things that would distract you. Your husband is giving you problems. Your wife is giving you problems. Don't change towards God. Fight a good fight. Yes. It's a battle. One day you will endure and you will have a certain strength. Let God be the one who will say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Your husband will not give you that testimony at the day of death. Sometimes you will be surprised that you have labored for somebody who didn't love you. You have labored for somebody who took advantage of you. You have labored for children who will grow and will be ungrateful. They have forgotten about every sacrifice. They have married. They have forgotten about you. They have built their new lives. They have forgotten about you. Ah, Where was your God when you had the energy? Where was he? When he was speaking, did you hear him? Speak only the word. Are you desirous to hear something that God wants you to hear? For your life, for your peace, for your future. 
for your blessing. Is that what matters to you? Ah. Speak to him, somebody. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. We serve him. Not because we expect. We expect. If even he gives us nothing, we know that it is worth giving our lives to this great God. Sometimes people have worked at places and they are retiring at the age of 60. They don't have anything. anything but they didn't stop working they kept working they didn't stop working for a day sometimes they can see that if they stop working it is a worse situation let's keep working even if it is for nothing it is worth keeping our souls together it is worth giving us food on the table it is worth preserving us today it is worth it How can we turn our backs on a good God? How can we turn our backs on a good God? For I know the thoughts that I have towards you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To bring you to the expected end. There is somebody who has thoughts of evil. And we are serving that person. We are gravitating towards that person. We are drawing our energies. And we are fighting hard to please that person. No man that worrieth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. I seek to please God. Ah! Thank you, Jesus. Help us. Speak to him. Let your mind be renewed right now. Let your spirit be stirred up. Yes. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace which is in Christ Jesus. Be strong in that grace which is in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Give us strength. Give us strength to fight, to keep your words, to walk in obedience, to comply, to be obedient help us we thank you and we bless you in the name of Jesus every eye closed everyone standing you are here tonight you want to say pastor I really realize how far I am from the Lord and tonight I want to give my life to him I want to commit my life and my years ahead to him who is faithful I've been walking away from the Lord I've been walking away and in, in disobedience but tonight my heart is set after the Lord you want me to pray with you to give your life to Christ lift up your right hand tonight lift it up to the Lord thank you Jesus yes Lord thank you Holy Spirit Father, we bless you. We give you glory. We give you honor. Let every hand be lifted up. Father, touch every heart here. Every hand lifted up. Lord, give us grace to be strong and endure hard things. 
bad decisions tough things that will assure and guarantee us the rightful place before you when this life is over let our lives be lived spending it serving you laboring for you Lord for it is worth it thank you Father we bless you we thank you in the name of Jesus Amen Amen. Please be.